You're listening to the Women Inspiring Women podcast. Each week, network marketing professional and mom-turned-entrepreneur Melanie Mitro gives you her tried-and-true tips for building a business from your kitchen table. This self-made millionaire went from a stay-at-home mom to the top of a network marketing business in just three years. She built an online health and fitness business from the ground up while raising babies and juggling being a mom and wife. Now she wants to help you become the boss of your own life. For blog posts, business tips, and more, check out her website at melaniemitro.com. Now let's get to the show. Here's your host, Melanie Mitro. Well, good morning, everybody. It is Melanie Mitro, the host of the Women Inspiring Women podcast, and I am back from vacation, and I would say I'm just about back to 100%, still struggling a little bit with that post-vacation jet lag is what I'm going to call it. You know, last week was such an awesome, um, awesome week. And if you follow my Instagram or my Facebook, you saw that I was on a rewards trip with my family that I earned through my network marketing business. And as much as I would like to call it a vacation, it was very much a work vacation. It was sort of 50-50. And so we sort of came back with that Um, That brain fog, that sort of tiredness of, you know, just meeting up with everybody and being up early and staying up late and doing all of the things. And so... We really spent the weekend kind of recharging our batteries, and and it's Tuesday, and so I'm working really hard at, at getting back into the flow. But, you know, on today's episode, we are going to talk about something that I get questions about all the time. When I post about this specific topic on my social media, it is the... I get the most amount of engagements, likes, and comments, which leads me to believe that the people listening out there are struggling with this too. And today we're really going to dive into the relationship part of building this business. When you have a significant other, a spouse, a loved one that is um, maybe not so supportive of your business, what are some of the things that you can do with your spouse to really grow that support system? And Matt and I are going to really share. We're going to actually going to bring Matt into today's episode and we're going to sit down. We're going to have an unplugged conversation with you about just some advice that we want to give to other couples that may be not on the same page about this business opportunity or any network marketing business opportunity. So today we're going to really dive into that. So before we do that, I just want to do our rating for the week. So you guys, you can be a featured listener. Um, You have a chance every single week by going to iTunes and leaving me a rating and review. So this one is by four by Aloha. This was on Sunday. She said it was inspirational and informative. I've been on the fence as a long time discount coach with Team Beachbody and your podcast has given me a swift kick that I needed. I'm now ready to get into the game and stop watching from the sidelines. Thank you for always giving back. So for by Aloha, I am cheering you on and hoping to see you rise up through the ranks in your business. I know that it takes hard work, dedication, discipline, grit, um, just that willingness to never give up. And I know that you can do it. And even if you don't have an upline that's active right now or supporting you, you know you can come here every week for support, accountability, tips, and motivation. All right, guys, let's dive into today's conversation with my fabulous husband, Matt. Well, good morning, guys. All right, so we are we are here. We are live in the Metro Casa. 
with my wonderful husband, Matt, if you could just see his face right now. Good morning. <laughs> He's so excited to be here. So we've never had you on a podcast, right? No. no. I'm doing my first. I did my first team call for another team last night. Now I'm doing a podcast this morning. I'm popular. Oh my God. And I want to tell you that Matt is like the most anti-social media speaking on calls. He's like, you do your thing. I'm going to do mine. I feel like you're really stepping out of your comfort zone here. Hey, got to do it. <laughs> so, but it's good. It is really good because we've been, we've had a crazy journey um, together through this business from 2011 when I started my network marketing business to where we are now. And, um, and so, you know, you may be, you may be watching us on social media and you may see this sort of Matt's the one that does the cooking and he does the laundry, which I hate. he hates it with every bone in his body. Um, he does all the grocery shopping. He helps with the getting the kids, you know, to and from school. Like he is the most amazing stay at home dad of life. And um, and you and we may look like we have it all together. Right. You know, but we're really just trying to survive. But it wasn't always this way. We didn't always have this dynamic where Matt was super supportive and he was willing to do all the things he does now. If we rewind back to 2011, um, Matt was working his full-time job and um, and we were on a very different path in life. And when I started my network marketing business, there was a lot of tension, um, a lot of challenges, a lot of um, I don't know, ego, bullheadedness, what else? Just walking on eggshells. Yeah, it was a lot. Like it was ugly. And how long would you say that went on for? 18 months? Yeah, about that. We had some good waves and then bad waves. Yeah, yeah. So do you want to sort of, let's rewind because people know us now and they, they know our dynamic. So let's rewind back to the first 18 months of when I first launched my business. What was your initial response when I said I was going to sign up and I was going to be a Beachbody coach? Well, if I remember correctly, you actually didn't tell me this. I kind of like fell into that you signed up as a Beachbody coach. I asked you. Yeah, and I said no. Yeah, yeah, he said no. And then she still did that. I think you're probably still signed up anyways, and then... No, you told me if I wanted to get a job, we could put the kids in daycare and I could get a real job. Yeah. And you didn't believe in it, and it was about a month that went by. And I saved up my money that all of our family gave us, me, for my birthday. And that's how I signed up. Yep. Yeah. So, so go yeah. ahead. That was that was the start of the journey. And uh, to back up that one, her upline in the business also was um, my best old best friend's wife, who we had a big falling out with. So having talked to them for about five years and all of a sudden here comes Beachbody and hey here's an opportunity sign up with me and I, that made me very skeptic at the beginning so not really solid ground to start a business on from my perspective but she went off and you know I was thinking you know this would be a little baby step but no she went full tilt all in all the time with Beachbody right away yeah did you think I was it was just going to be some like stupid hobby that I did and I would like give it up in a month yeah, I figured you'd drink your bag of Shakeology, you would be like, oh, this is great, and all of a sudden the next bag would show up, and then it would be half gone, and then the next bag would show up, and then all of a sudden we'd have a year supply, and you'd be <laughs> doing something completely else outside of that. So. Yeah. Well, and part of that's because I never stuck to anything before, as fitness-wise or nutrition. Like, this wasn't this wasn't part of our life beforehand, no. right? 
Okay, so now here I am. I'm signed up and I am full tilt. So what does what does full tilt look like? Um, laundry ceased. Dinners weren't on the table. Um, kids were running around. The house was a disaster. And I'm coming in after leaving the house at 6 in the morning, walking in around 5.36 at night, exhausted. And all I hear is her on her phone or typing on her computer away and there's no other care in the you know the household of doing anything else other than beach body so yeah. from my perspective that was very annoying yeah i mean i can imagine because they're when i'm gone for a couple of days and i come home you know i have that same like expectation that like house should be clean like as the stay-at-home parent like now that the we're sort of flipped like I totally get it I totally understand you probably were driving into the driveway every day going good lord like it's going to be a disaster there's not going to be anything to eat and it was just going to be you were just annoyed with me all the time mm -hmm. right yeah um there was a question that I wanted to ask you and now it just went in one ear and out oh I want you to tell them what you did tell them what your full-time job was like what's your background oh uh, so I was a uh... Worked at, at that time, Heinz, um, Heinz North America. I was the external manufacturer buyer for them. So I had responsibilities about seven or eight plants outside of Heinz plants that I would help manage. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of responsibility, a lot of emails. Um, you know, practically I had to be on my phone 24-7, travel decent amount. So it was it was a high-stress job that just never stopped. Yeah. Yeah. And so we had really made the decision that, well, I had always wanted to be a stay at home mom. So we had planned and saved and cut corners so that whenever we had our youngest, Bryce, who is now eight, which is hard to believe when we had Bryce that I could leave my full time job. So that was sort of an added stress on your plate. And we were really sort of financially like just kind of getting by right we're, yeah we were strapped yeah we there was no extra fluff in our budget whatsoever we lived in a three-bedroom townhouse and our number one argument was finances Money. yeah our finances and I, and that was like it was crazy how much we argued about it. So the fact that I took our own money and I then spent it on this business was just another added stressor right and so in the first like month that I was coaching, you know, I was working, how many hours a week would you say that I was working? Um, I don't remember because you would hide a lot. I would, but probably a full-time job, right? Probably 40 hours plus. How much did I make that my first month? Um, I remember. I don't know if you remember. $24. It was like $29. I sold a bag of Shakeology in my first month. Yeah. And I and think I did the math and you made about... 32 cents an hour. <laughs> so number one, I wasn't making any money at the beginning. I was working crazy hours. I had zero control of my calendar. I was like a disaster trying to figure this out. So, you know, now the second month I did better. I actually did make like $150, but I was slow to start. So this, I was not like out of the gate killing it, crushing it. I, I had no background in network marketing, no social media experience. I had no idea how to how to sell, but I was extremely passionate about what I was doing, right? I mean, you could see that. Do you remember that part? That was later. That was later. I was. I was really passionate about what I was doing, but Matt kind of mentioned 
the walking on eggshells, right? Mm -hmm. And so that probably went on for what? That was like 18 months. 18 months. So what happened once we sort of came to came to this like breaking point? Um, at that point in time, we, we talked about you had three months to either to go all in, you know, yeah. like to make this a job. Um, <clears throat> and that was more or less, I think we, we put a, a dollar amount that we said we needed to try to hit to make this worthwhile. Um, do you remember what that dollar amount was? I don't. Um, no, I don't remember that one. Okay. But we did, we did say that we, we got to, you know, either turn the corner or shut it down. And, but that also gave her leeway. And I think that was the big thing that I said, all right, if we, if I step up and I take on doing some laundry or cooking some dinner and just helping out a little bit more, uh, around the house that could give her, you know, five to 10 minutes more without her sitting there worried about if I'm going to give her a dirty look every time I walk past the couch and she's typing something up, um, you know, it gave her a little bit more sense of comfort that she didn't have to worry about what I was thinking. We'd be like, right, we're on the same page. I'll help. And I think that was a big turning point. Yeah. But it, it sort of bubbled up. Like it was about the 18 month mark. I was starting to make a decent amount of money. I mean, I was, I was averaging about 800 to a thousand dollars a week at that point. Right. Yeah, it was some highs and lows, like in, especially in our in this business, like you have some high weeks, you have some low weeks, but that was kind of the average. Okay. If I can, I remember. And, you know, we sort of had this discussion where you gave me an ultimatum. You were kind of like, if, you know, you either need to get control of your schedule, you we need to have some boundaries, there needs to be like, you're not spending any time with the family, you, all you're doing is working. And all I could see was that I wanted to climb the ladder, you know, I wanted to earn the trips, I wanted to be in the top 0.01% of the company, I wanted to earn the bonuses, like I was very driven by sort of the carrots that the company was dangling, but also I knew that that was really going to change our financial situation. But if you were to say to me, and this is what you said to me, was like, you have a decision. It's either the family or it's your business. I was definitely going to choose our family, even though I didn't want to give up my business. And so that was really the point. It was like the spring of 2012, it was about nine months into my business where we had that discussion. And that's really when you started to say, okay, I'll help reluctantly. I shouldn't say that it was super easy, but you sort of reluctantly said that you would start to help if... We compromised. We compromised. If I started setting business hours, right? And if I was respectful. And so we have a list of things here that we've, that, you know, we've kind of talked about in the past that really are... Things that help you and your spouse have a shared vision, how to make this work. Because if you're anything like us, this isn't what we expected our life to be, right? This isn't how we, we closed our eyes and we envisioned, you know, our life 10 years from that point. We didn't expect that Matt would be at home and I'd be working. You never, you swore up and down, you never leave your full-time job. So, you know, there was a process and you can see it was kind of rocky. So let's kind of walk them through some of these points that we have to just give some tips and suggestions for spouses on how to work this business together as a team. Right. All right. So first thing, don't force it. Correct. So what does that mean? So don't force it is... At the beginning, um, if she would be like, here, drink this shake, I'd be like, no, thank you. Yeah. 
I would be like, I'm not wasting your money because that was the one and only bag of Shakeology you were ever buying. Um, <laughs> or working out with me. Yeah, to, to jump around in my basement it looked, and look like a goofball because that's what we did at the beginning. We didn't mm-hmm. know what the moves were, all that other fun stuff. There was no way that was happening either. I mean, I'm not a gym rat, so I didn't have to go to a gym, but jumping around in the basement didn't seem exciting to me either. So to me, it was just one of those things of she was just getting up early to do something in the basement that I wasn't... And you weren't really interested in. Yeah, it was not part of my game plan. So to to me, it was just to sit there and watch it, you know, be a good example, be a good role model, drink your shakes, you know, do your workouts and stick to it. Um, And I think that just sets a good example and leads into, you know, Mm -hmm. the next part of the tip too, which is involve them in the journey. Yeah. So, yeah, to me, um, you know, I, I talked about this a little bit last night on the team call, but to me, I always, you know, I never came from a marketing company. I, I always did the other side of the the defense of supply chain. So I always looked at it in a bit different light. So, you know, Mel would actually like try to like tease me into this and be like, hey, what would you think about this post? And then, you know, try to get me to give her an answer. And, you know, it was a good way just to include me, but not really have me be a part. I mean, I would be taking pictures with her and doing some other stuff. But, you know, from a social media aspect, go to my Facebook page or my Instagram, I don't post often or pretty much ever. Mm -hmm. You know, that wasn't my forte. But from a financial piece of, you know, just talking about, you know, putting a budget together, things like that, that she's not as strong at, that's where, you know, you could potentially get your spouse to help you out with if that's not your strong suit. Right. Oh, I hate numbers and I hate reports. And you're really good at projections and income and taking care of the tax stuff. So that's like a huge weight off my shoulders that I don't have to worry about. Right. Yeah. Okay. The next one is say versus do. So that was one of the things that i am always been a big stickler in my life. If I'm going to say I'm going to do it, then I'm going to do it. Yeah. And don't tell me you are going to do it if you're not. So that would go back to like if we're going to plan dinner, like you say you're making dinner tonight, make it. Don't have me come in the door and be like, oh, wait. I forgot, or it's in the microwave defrosting. Yeah. You know? Yep. Um, we, when we set up work hours, it was, I'm going to work from 2 to 4. So I had the kids ready to walk out the door at 4 o'clock. To me, it wasn't like, hey, I need 10 more minutes. I need 20 more minutes, you know? And then all of a sudden, like, now it's 4.30, 4.45, and I'm sitting there annoyed with two screaming kids and, like, doing mm-hmm. that. So yeah, things of that nature of just, if you're going to say it, then do it. Yeah. Or like, this is a big one, and you've used this one in other conversations. If, I, if I'm if i going to go in my office and work, how many times were, you've said this where you're like, if I peek in there, you better be working, not scrolling in online shopping or chatting with your friends or organizing your desk. Like, when you look in my office, you know I'm working, not yeah. stop. I mean, be intentional. I mean, that that was one of the things that, you know, when we started talking about babysitters and stuff, it's like, are you doing the right activities to drive your business forward? Because I don't want to pay for a babysitter, you know, because she said she's out of hours, but she, like it was saying, like organizing her desk for the fourth time that week or trying to figure out, you know, I don't know if I really want to send this email here. You know, she had a game plan going in there and that was big because it was, you know, 
not that I sat over top of her and said, what are you doing? But it was like, you know, you could tell that she was very intentional with what she was doing, who she was talking to, and didn't really play around the games. I And my job was to keep the kids from going into the office to try to distract her. It was like, focus, get in, get out, let's move on. Yeah, absolutely. All right, the next one is you have to make money. And this is so true. I... You would never have supported me if I didn't actually start making an income. And yes, it took a little while for it to start the compound effect. But if I would have went an entire year with only making $30 a month doing what I was doing. Yeah, that wouldn't happen. No, you would have said, this is not worth it. Right. You wouldn't have supported me. There was no reason for you to support me. And right. I mean, I, I, I think there's, you know, there's... Business builders in this, the people who want to run it, there's the people who just want to be in this business just to have a social media friends. Um, so mm -hmm. to me, it's like, we're all here to make money. That That's the name of the game. But like I said, you know, whenever I looked at the projections, I never went to say, oh my God, this week you only made X. Yeah. You know, we... I kind of found a, a three-month average roll, and I looked at the averages over the last three months and looked at that percentage of an increase. Granted, some months it wasn't great, but, you know, you have to chuckle. If you made $25 on average for the three months before, now you're making $100 average. I mean, that's a 400% growth, and you're sitting there like, you compound that over a couple months. Mm -hmm. I mean, now numbers are starting to look real, so... You know, it is a patience game, you know, but if you are doing the right type of work and, and not just scrolling Facebook, you'll see the rewards. Yeah. And I do like what you said about it's a compound effect. And there was a point in our business where it was like, is it ever going to happen? Is it ever going to happen? And then all of a sudden it was like, whoosh, it sort of happened, right? And where we started to go, oh my gosh, like, is this, is this real? And I do think that people give up before they get to that point. Mm -hmm. So if you're seeing that that growth, like Matt's saying, that average every month, like keep keep at it because it will exponentially grow. And that's something that most spouses don't understand. And I would say for you, it wasn't until you um, attended events, right? So the first summit you went to was sort of like your first like, understanding of how the business worked and the potential what you say yeah i got you know from hearing melanie and her friends talk about this great business opportunity to actually hearing the ceo talk was um more eye-opening to me we were in vegas i mean we put we opened a credit card just to get two <laughs> free flights to afford to go out there yep um you know we partied like a rock star and then she still got up in the morning worked out and i stumbled down grabbed my McDonald's in the MGM and walked over and uh, Carl was speaking on the main stage and it was perfect timing. He was talking about the vision of the company, where they were projecting, you know, what was in their pipeline. To me, those were things that I'm used to hearing as, you know, from a corporate perspective. And that was real refreshing to know that this wasn't a one trick pony. Um, you know, to understand what his vision was, was very big to me. Um, and it just opened up my eyes just to know it wasn't Billy Blanks or, you know, <laughs> something real silly that, you know, as soon as this thing, the fad fades, this is done, you know. Mm -hmm. So it was a good, you know, gut check of, you know, there is some stability to this business. Yeah. I mean, 
I look at it from my perspective as corporate jobs nowadays are just as risky as something of this nature. But guess what? We get to control this side of the fence. We don't control what other people decide. So, you know, to me, that's a, it's a, good. It's a win now, which I didn't see before. So it's a good point. That's a really good point. So, all right. So let's talk a little bit about like the communication piece. So we kind of touched on this a little bit before, but really I'll kind of give you my perspective and then you can like add color in there. I know for me, my managing my calendar was big. So at the beginning you were like, oh my gosh, I would come home and there were dishes everywhere and clothes everywhere. And the kids were like running amok in the house. And, and that was very true. I had sticky notes everywhere and I just carried around my notebooks and my computer from the kitchen table to the coffee table to our bedroom to the dining room table and so I needed to get some organization I needed to set some business hours and so for me personally I would sit down every single Sunday with my Google Calendar and I would block out my workout my business hours any events that I was doing team calls <coughs> one-on-ones that I was doing and then we would put on there things with the family, right? We would have our, our evening time, our date nights. And I was very clear every week was saying, hey, Matt, this is what I have going on. Because prior to coming up with that calendar, you would walk through the door and I would shove the kids at you and say, I have a call to do, got to run in my office. And like you said, it was a long day for you and you were exhausted. And so here I was throwing the kids at you and again, just upping that annoyance factor and frustration. So when we started having that communication, um, things really began to change because there were roles and expectations. Right. And I kind of knew what the week was going to be more like. And that got me to communicate better from my side to say, hey, I have late meetings these nights, so don't schedule meetings. I have a work trip that I'm going to be gone these days. So she would have a better understanding versus, you know, prior to kids. It was like, hey, I'm out of town tomorrow. I'll see you later. Yeah. Um, but the the one big thing, too, is you still, even though you're communicating, you still have to be flexible with it. Things change. Things pop up. So if I walked in the door, you know, now instead of me walking in the door and be surprised, I would get the phone call at lunchtime and say, hey, I need to do this because this, this, and this happened. So then I could be prepared to walk through the door and have chaos come at me. But at least I was more mentally prepared versus the unknown. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, too, with just sort of our work week is a little bit different. Um, and we know, like you you say this all the time, like this is Mel Melanie's work week starts on... Sundays. And I work until... Thursdays. And then it's like light Friday and Saturday. Yeah. You know, Thursday night, Friday. And so when we are going to do date nights or things, it happens... Thursday night, Friday night, or Saturday night, you know, and that's just sort of how it is. And then Saturday and Sunday mornings, you just know I get up and I do a few hours of work in the morning because it's quiet. Social media is kind of quiet. I can get a lot of things done. And so we sort of have that mutual understanding of like you would get up with the kids when they were little on yeah. the weekends too. I mean, even in the work weeks, you know, I know that her busy times are more nighttime than it is. I mean, she puts a full you know, 40 hours in, but around nine o'clock when the kids go to bed, um, you know, a lot of people just sit there snuggle on the couch. I know she is motivated at that time to continue to do some extra things in there. So I don't get bothered now by not sitting next to her on the couch, but we still plan time together. So it's not one of those things that it's 24 seven, she locks herself in the office and nobody can reach her. But it's like, if I want to go watch 
TV, I watch TV. It's, you know, I don't have to have her sitting next to my side. She can bring a computer over, sit down, we talk, we, we do other stuff. And it's just not, might not be everybody's normal, but that's ours, yeah. you know, and it, it works for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I, and, and respect that guys. Like I, when Matt and I first started doing the calendar, I would blow you off sometimes when it would come to like our nights where we were going to hang out. And that happened a couple of times and you were like, this can't happen. Like if we, you say you're going to hang out with me, you better hang out with me, you know? And it's kind of the say do thing, like be respectful. Like don't your the world doesn't revolve around you as the business owner either. Like other people, like Matt wants to spend time with me and I need to be grateful that he actually wants to be around me because it'll just create more distance and friction if if I keep, you know, not making time for you. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's talk a little bit about um I just want to say, look, guys, um, it's not all the guy's fault, right? So I do want you to have a little self-reflection on yourself and ask yourself, like, am I clearly communicating what help looks like? And this is something I got from Brene Brown uh, in Dare to Lead where she talks about like defining done or defining help. If you want your spouse to help you, don't just go into the kitchen and say, Matt, I need your help because Matt might say, Okay, I'm going to wipe off the countertops. Well, that's not what I envisioned in my mind. Help to me was like putting away the laundry, hanging everything on hangers, you know, sweeping the kitchen. There was no like defining done. I mean, how many times have we had this argument about we like, still we still have, <laughs> we do, but like clearly define what help looks like. When I would say, Matt, I need you to watch the kids so I can do this call. That didn't mean go drink in the, in the front yard with the neighbors and let the kids run in here when I was on a call. That meant, okay, if I'm going to hang out and have a beer in the driveway, I better also make sure my kids don't run in the house and bother mom. We've had that happen before, haven't we? There, there's been a few times. Yeah. So, like, define define help. Just as make sure you say to yourself, like, am I actually giving step-by-step -step directions of what help looks, help looks like? And then for the guys, too, like... I think that this is important that Matt gives them a little tough love. Yeah, it's, it's underlined on the on the piece it of paper. Is, and it is, yeah. No, I mean, from, from my perspective, looking back to now, um, we're, we treat this as a family, you know, and how I'm trying to say this is, you know, we don't break apart money, we don't break apart time. You know, she loves what she does. And... You know, there was a time I, I really enjoyed my corporate job. And there's a lot of times like I wasn't motivated to wake up and go to it. You know, to me, it was really important to me to see her have a smile on her face when she walks in her office every day because she just loves what she does. And, you know, I, I look back and say, you know, my selfishness could have taken all oh, this way if I have made her quit or continue to push, you know, just the tension down onto us because something was going to break or snap and it's either our relationship it was getting rid of this business you know so to me you have to give them grace to grow this thing it takes time it takes persistence it takes a lot of energy but it can be so worth it so from my take is you have to give them the ample runway a clear runway not one that they just have to keep dodging trees and trying to figure out what your husbands are thinking, you know, if they have a good game plan in place to support them, 
I mean, they're supporting you when you go to your job every day. And granted, you might be the breadwinner. I was the breadwinner when this all started. And, you know, when it shifted and changed, you know, I had to change. And she had to change. And we made changes that were better for the family. And that, to me, is huge. You know, we wouldn't be here today if I was still working my corporate job. Yeah. You know. <clears throat> so, I mean, take that to heart and, and give it some consideration. I mean, there's a lot of things that they could or couldn't be doing out there. This is helping people. I mean, what better job is there that going out, helping somebody on their health and fitness, which, you know, they probably need it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, it's so good, like such good takeaways. I hope you guys, you know, share this with your spouse um, and listen to this a couple of times and take some notes. But here's the biggest, you know, Matt, from your perspective over the past seven and a half years what would you say are the biggest blessings and the things that you're just most thankful for because of this business opportunity to me it's time i mean i we actually talked about this yesterday oh, did you yeah it was, okay it's you know i'm able to have more time with my family i have more time with my kids i'm their basketball coach i'm helping out with their baseballs i'm involved in their lives and areas that I probably wouldn't get to see. I get to put them on the bus every day. You know, mm -hmm. sometimes that's not a blessing depending <laughs> upon the days and when they wake up. But, um, you know, I have, you know, if I want to hang out with my wife, it doesn't have to be at nighttime. We can go on lunch dates. We can go grab breakfasts. Like our life is more flexible than I can imagine. I know we get to spend more time with my parents, my sisters, my nieces, my nephews. I mean, those are to me, it's just time. You don't get that back, you mm -hmm. know. Uh, yeah. Money's nice, but money comes and goes, you know. So to me, it's that other take of just the relationship that you're building outside. Yeah, yeah. And we get to do some really cool things together that we would have never, never, ever thought possible. So mm -hmm. I think it's been pretty awesome to look at just how our lives have changed and how we've evolved. And this is sort of just one step on the journey of where we're going. And, um, and we're still young and we still got a lot of life together. And the fact that we get to build a business from home together is just super cool. So I'm appreciative that you swallowed your pride in some areas and I know how stubborn that you are um, and you're super bullheaded but you also are the kind of guy that is only stubborn and bullheaded because you want what's best for your family um, and you'll fight for that because that's super important <coughs> to you so I'm thankful that you saw my perspective and were willing chance um, so I appreciate that so much. You're welcome. Oh. <laughs> I know Matt doesn't handle the if you can see his face right now he doesn't handle the mushy like thank yous at all never do no i know so guys any any last words that you want to share with them this no. is your big podcast debut matt it is I know. no it's this isn't for me, it's for them. So. It, all right. So, guys, you can go follow Matt. Um, again, he only posts when I'm out of town because he keeps me in the loop with what the kids are doing on his Instagram. Your Instagram handle is what? MJMitro32. If you just type in Matt Mitro, it'll pop up. Yeah. They can follow you there. That's where you're most active is on your Instagram cool. stories. All right. So, guys, thanks so much for tuning in today. Um, as always, share it on your Insta stories. Tag me. Tag Matt. Tell us what your top takeaways are. Um, we appreciate you showing up for the Women Inspiring Women podcast this week. Kind of funny that you're on here. It's the women. You're inspiring women, my love. I know. <laughs> 
All right, guys, have a great week, and we will see you back here with next week's episode. Take care.